Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. Women's Month, and we focus on everything that women are facing. The workplace is one that's quite tricky to enter into right now for all of us um, because, I mean, many companies have closed down, the economy is really dwindling, but women who have chosen to take care of their children and stay at home and look after their kids while um, in their formative years are said to be discriminated against when they are entering into the job market. And this is according to research by Lunga who is uh, saying that managers, um, you know, who are responsible for hiring decisions, perceive mothers returning to the work uh, force after years of raising children to be less committed. Sure, yeah, this is real discrimination. But let's hear more from Ulunga Tugani, who is an MBA graduate at the University of Business School. Um, thank you very much for joining us, Ulunga. Hi, Patricia. How are you? Great, thank you. But saddened by uh, this research that you took uh, upon yourself to do, why is it that women are being discriminated who have uh, chosen to do a noble thing and stay at home, look after their children? Uh, In the main, it's uh, social uh, norms that exist and cultural norms that exist in society. Uh, There's a conflict between what is con- what constitutes a mother and what constitutes a professional in the workplace. So the workplace was developed uh, for men in the sense that uh, FaceTime is what others are uh, considered to be a commitment in the workplace and they don't necessarily look at results. And then also we all know that uh, there's an expectation in society that a good mother is the one that drops everything, uh, you know, to take care first of their children. So that conflict of what constitutes a good employee and what is a good mother is on the is the perception that comes out when we ask uh, the participant of the study what came to mind when they see a CV of a stay-at-home mother who wants to return in the workplace. So they act as a gatekeeper to giving them an opportunity. And it just makes matters worse because for for graduates, when you look at graduate numbers, for every three uh, graduates in South Africa, two, it's a woman. So they invest all this time in education, but when it's time to to want to apply those skills, you know, we're not giving them a chance. Sure. This is uh, very devastating that even in this day and age, we find discrimination of such a nature, whether you're qualified, experienced, but for the fact that you've had a gap in your um, career because you decided to stay at home, you'll be discriminated against. I'd like to hear from you as our A-team listener. What are your thoughts Yeah, um, around this sort of workplace discrimination, especially because it's coming from a culture that is the corporate culture. It's coming from managers who are responsible for hiring decisions. And some of the times these managers are men and, and you know, they perpetuate what's in this culture. Uh, call in on 011-714-2006. How do we change this? How do we ensure that all women are given, um, you know, equal rights to enter into the workplace? You can also send your WhatsApps to 614 and SMSs go to 4139. 
Lunga, you know, the culture, the corporate culture, the working culture has not changed much if there's still discrimination. And I'm thinking about some of the interview questions that we'll ask. Since you graduated, why, what have you been doing up until now? It's been four years. It's been five years. And, and that's where you have to come in and say, I've been a stay-at-home mom. These sort of questions are the ones that bring up discrimination for women. Is that uh, directed to me? Yeah, sorry, Lunga. Sorry. Yeah, oh, I did okay. say Lunga. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I think what we need to do, ne, uh, we can't change uh, perceptions by bringing in more policies. We need to have these debates, uh, you know, create environment where first we need to acknowledge that we have these uh, negative perceptions. There's other concerns that came out in the study that talks about uh, the fears of future competitiveness of a country when you start to introduce uh, family-friendly policies. But if you look at countries like Germany, for example, I know on Sundays it's a, it's a total shutdown, which in a way is kind of like a, a rest day, you know. So if you look at the competitiveness of, of Germany as a country, then those myths are not substantiated. That's just one uh, example. So I think what we need to do, we need to bring about uh, awareness because we do have uh, uh, policies and legislation. We've got Section 6 of the Employment Equity Act, which uh, does not subscribe to discrimination of any form, which includes also family responsibility. On the personal front, Okay, mine has been to share this paper and bring about debate in spaces where I can. And also, you know, the paper made it into a women's report dot Africa. That's the website. I think there's uh, tips there also for women who are planning to have children and those who, who are wanting to get back in the workplace, you know, how best they can uh, put themselves in a better position, you know, to win the hearts of those to whom they are looking for work from. And I'd like us after the break to talk about some of the solutions, especially looking at uh, the role of um, managers who make the hiring decision and how they can transform their thinking and be inclusive. But we'll do that after the break. It's 20 minutes after 10. Stay on top of all meaningful top trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. We are talking about uh, the bias uh, that is faced by uh, women who have decided to stay at home, moms who want to raise their children. But when they go back into, uh, you know, the working world, they uh, receive a lot of bias and discrimination because of uh, the fact that they've stayed out of uh, their working careers for some time. Our guest is uh, Lunga Tugane, who is an MBA graduate, and he embarked on this particular um, research. And yes, I would love to hear from you. Have you faced any discrimination going back into the working world after staying at home for a while to raise your children or have you been discriminated because you are expecting a baby have you been asked in a job interview are you pregnant because we don't hire people who are pregnant or we don't hire mothers you know because (laughs) these are the things that some women face uh, behind uh, closed doors in boardrooms call in on 011-714-2006 or you can whatsapp on 06-1414-104-107 sms Let's go to 41391. Let's go to Nikita, who's in Gebecha. Nikita, good morning. Good morning, Nikita. I almost said 18 months. Nikita, um, good morning. 
Yeah, good morning. Uh, good morning. <laughs> so um, on the topic of workplaces for mothers, and I would say even parents, um, you, you will look at, okay, understanding that the basis that most household um, responsibilities placed on the woman, on the mother, there's this feminization of care, and you try to look at working parents, single parents, working mothers, working women, and you find in industries where the majority of staff may be women, there's no consideration of, of parenting. And let's take a simple idea of just having a church or whatever you call a kindergarten or uh, those sort of facilities. They would not be there, but they would want their parents to perform. So this woman, this mother, this parent has to think of getting their child to church, to kindergarten, uh, finding a preschool fund, those sort of areas for them. Whereas the corporate or the, 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 the company, the business can just hire one individual, a couple of individuals who are skilled to just look after the children so that there's not that much burden. You find that, that this world really does not really care for even its staff members, which if it did, it would be able to have high production and it's, it's, include, it's excluding, it's excluding women, uh, mothers, uh, children. And we understand that a diverse workplace can yield higher production um, value for the companies. And I think it's really by design. It's not um, by mistake. It's a structural issue. And I always say this, we need a sort of social re-engineering where we can be able to bring our whole self, our full self to work, Patricia, and your guests. Nakita, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. And uh, I think if, I hear... If I can just... Yeah, Lunga, I was about I, to come to I, you. I think, yeah, that, that also came up uh, in the study. Uh, we don't have a lot of those in South Africa where within the workplace, you know, there's a space for 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 employees to bring their children. You find some companies are situated in areas which are far from uh, crutches or kindergarten, as I said. So there are a few companies that uh, do have those facilities. And as part of recommendations, you know, we say as a woman, when you're looking for a potential employer, as part of an employee uh, value proposition, you know, those are the things that you look at and not necessarily always money. You know, these are other things that you, you need to consider when you look for a potential employer. Looking sure. at your full cycle of uh, of work, mm. not at the immediate uh, benefits that stand before you. So clearly, the mindset of a, um, a corporate culture or the employer needs to be adjusted so that it becomes inclusive. It's it's it, because it, dynamics now change. You now need to start thinking about you know um, the working hours and the possibility of someone falling pregnant, someone needing to uh, rush to see their children. But it, it, it's so sad that even in this day and age, all these responsibility of daycare and so on are placed on the woman. Where are the fathers? Where are the fathers? Let me go to Louis, um, who is from Nell and Associates in Cape Town. Louis, good morning. Uh, good morning, Patricia. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, a very interesting topic that you guys are having um, at this point in time. I just want to bring uh, some sort of perspective from an employer's side, because, uh, you know, as far as I know, in any, any one of my clients, for instance, um, we've 
there's a much bigger thing going on than just discrimination against women that wants to return after they've looked after children for a couple of years and then they decide that they want to join the, the workforce again. And I just want to put you into perspective. We are now being legislated. Uh, there's so many um, rules and regulations, uh, courses that you need to uh, go through every year, every three months, accreditations, and so forth, and so forth. And it's also about building relationships, not just building relationships in the office, but also building relationships with your partners, uh, whether it's your clients or whether it is uh, providers. Um, once you actually leave that um, environment for you know anything from nine months to a year or two years to three years, it's actually quite difficult to actually get back into that same rhythm again. Um, and a lot of employers nowadays, especially with people working from home, um, you know, um, we, we need to be accredited on, on so many things uh, on a daily basis. Uh, there's uh, uh, certain points that every employee needs to um, um, uh, get to, 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 to be able to do their job. So it is quite difficult. So I, I think it's a little bit unfair to say that men in the positions uh, that we do employ people uh, is to say, you know, I, I can see that you have the qualifications, but do you have the necessary accreditation, mm. uh, which makes a huge difference? Because a lot of money, a lot of money uh, gets poured into getting a person accredited, especially if they have not been in the industry uh, or, or, or in the business for so long. Uh, because things change. You know, 30 years ago, we didn't have cell phones or we barely had cell phones. So a lot of things change. So, yes, it is a decision that you make uh, to leave um, um, uh, your corporate uh, position to, 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 to look after children. And I do agree. Uh, nowadays, uh, it is not just women that, that's looking after children, but also men looking after children. So... You know, I think it's not more of a discrimination rather than let's look at how the world changed. But now, Louis, my question, Louis, my question for you is then how do, um, you know, uh, companies then uh, reach their affirmative action and and their quotas of having the male female balance? As much as our population has such a high number of females, but in the workplace, there's less females in it. Wouldn't it be to the benefit of the company to society if then companies can have that uh, skills development and accreditation funding for? women who are qualified i hear exactly what you're saying and in my company for instance uh, i'm outnumbered um by 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 women for instance i'm just saying using myself as an example but the thing is um we are being again we are being legislated and quotas this and quotas that um uh, at the end of the day especially nowadays where we are uh, in south africa in our economy in the world um, we've got to look at who is more qualified. Now, to be quite honest with you, I don't care if you're black, pink, white, female or male, as long as you have the qualification, the accreditation, and this is the most important part. And if anyone that is listening out there, you need to be able to help people. We cannot teach people or employees to help people, to go out and do their jobs. Um, if, 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 if that is not there, then um, you can teach anyone anything, but the will to work and the will to actually get back, that is what is the most important, whether you're pink, white, black, male or female.
and it is difficult to 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 fill the quotas the way it should be um because um it just puts extra strain uh, yeah. and, and additional funds that goes out uh, which i think is um uh, at, 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 we, we, we're getting to a point where we are saying, you know what, um, I, I need to grow the company. I need to employ more people. For me to be able to do that, I have to get the best qualified person in uh, to be able to do that. Otherwise, we're going under. Thank you very much, Louis. Thank you very much, Louis, for weighing in. Lunga, I'm going to ask you to just hold your comment for me for a bit. I need to go to news headlines. Straight after that, I'll come back to you and let's let's go deeper into what Louis has said and have a better understanding based on your research as well. It's uh, 10.31. Luyanda Mawumu has got the news uh, headlines for us. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. So before the break, uh, we were speaking uh, to our A-team caller, Louis, who uh, was giving us a perspective around the discrimination of women who are coming back into their careers after staying at home for quite some time. And uh, Lunga Tugan, who's our guest, um, who conducted this research, wanted to weigh in on uh, some of the pointers. Lunga, please go ahead. Okay, thanks, Patricia. I think first, let me just say the responsibility lies you know, also with uh, <clears throat> the stay-at-home mothers. So one of the things that I looked at in the research, you know, what can one do to get back to the workplace? So it's true, for example, I'm a CA, and if if I were to leave the workplace, for example, or get out of business, you know, for me to retain my accreditation uh, <laughs> with SICA, I need to accumulate CBT points. So for some who are professionals, you know, there's a structure in place that helps one to stay abreast with uh, the changes that happens, you know, uh, in the profession that they are in. But equally so for anyone else, you know, from the day you decide to leave the workplace, it is your responsibility as as a stay-at-home mother to equip yourself and not only think of going back to work once uh, that period is over. Otherwise, you would have lost some of uh, the things that are happening and then you become less attractive so as much as we you know we want to change the perceptions of of managers who are hiring and also i think you know the the number of participants that we had there were fairly balanced between men so these perceptions are not only lying with uh, men i think i just wanted to highlight that because we we did fairly participants who were both male and female. Excellent. Let me go to uh, Vinolia Emalasheni. Good morning, Vinolia. Morning, Patricia. How are you? Uh, great, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Patricia, um, I'm a bit late to the topic, but I just wanted to basically weigh in on my experience um, in the working place. I was working for the banking industry for about uh, seven to eight years. And uh, my last employer, I, I, they, impo- they appointed me, and about three months in, I fell pregnant. Uh, I, the discrimination uh, that I that I got, like that, I I I I just got employed, and now I'm pregnant. Uh, you know, from from the manner in which they would speak to me, from the manner in which they would treat me, even to the point when I had to apply for maternity leave. We were able to get six months. Four months would be paid and six months would be unpaid. And I wanted the full six months. They refused and uh, even made comments such as uh, there is a woman that only take one month of maternity leave. Why do I want the whole six? Uh, It was really a strenuous work environment. 
Um, you know, even to the point that when your child is sick, uh, it, it, I mean, children are sick. When a child is like uh, from birth to about a year, they get fairly sick. They teething. They they doing all of that. To take off time to go and look after your child was a problem. They asked you, why don't you have a nanny? Yes, I do have a nanny, but I mean, it's my child. My child is sick. I need to make sure that my child gets well. So sure. I even left that workplace environment because of, 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 of that type of stigmatization that you're not allowed to, to uh, get pregnant. Number one, you shouldn't take maternity leave. When your child is sick, you shouldn't look after your child. I mean, we, uh, we're not stay-at-home moms because we don't want to be. We're going to work because, yes, you want to have a career, but also you want to make sure that you can afford your children the opportunities that you didn't have. So if you're working to do better for your child, but you can't take off when your child is sick, it's very bad. Thank you for sharing that experience, Vanyolia. Very sad experience, and I think a lot of females are facing that in their various workplaces. Magdalene in Bloemfontein, good morning. Morning, Patricia. Yes, Patricia, uh, I, I'm just uh, hooked up by the the word we said we can't change perception with policy. Is, is it what I heard or I misheard what was said? Well, Lunga can because, clarify because that's what he was saying, yeah? Yeah, so okay, I'm, I'm saying more legislation will not change people's perception. We have legislations in South Africa uh, that seeks to not to have gatekeepers the way uh, women are being discriminated against. We need to find another way, but policy will not necessarily change it because policies are administered by people and we need to get to change the perceptions of people. I think cultural norms and social norms are stronger than pieces of legislation. Okay, so yeah, Magdalene, what was your point? Yeah. Go ahead. My, my, point, my point is that there's no... Uh, Corporate uh, institution without a policy because the policy has got to modify the perception of each and every person working in an environment or in an institution so that we do the things accordingly so that we, we create an effective environment for better production. So we need to change those, those perceptions with policies. So policies have got to dominate. That's what I'm going to say. And the other thing is that uh, it only depends when we, you are a woman and you leave your 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 institution because of your pregnancy with an idea that you are trying to save your, I mean, the caliber of the woman or the state of the woman who's pregnant or who's having a baby to avoid absenteeism now and then because the child between one year and two years. There is a lot of changes and a lot of challenges which affect the health of the child. So you are avoiding that. So let not our CVs or our work experience and knowledge become a threat to anyone who's supposed to, 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 to accept or receive a woman who comes from a, a, a maternity leave that, uh, or who comes from a, a, a taking a, a, a what is it, uh, uh, absconding from job, resigning because of taking care of his health or of her health and the child's health. Thank so you very much, Magdalene. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as we wrap up our conversation, Lunga, um, what are your parting shots? Okay, thanks. I, I think let me just bring context. Quarter one in South Africa from States SA 51%. Mm-hmm. 
percent of the population is women. Forty-four percent in the workplace are women. So there's a disharmony there. And then if you look at managerial roles, women account for less than a third uh, of managerial uh, positions in corporate SA. So I think I just want to magnify the problem that we faced with. And then also there's a lady that called in that used to work in the banking industry. It's quite tough. There's a study that was done in the U.S. It it shown that on that study, only 5% of highly skilled women were able to return to their previous employers after having taken time off. So that's how deep the problem is. So if we look into the future, we need to bring about conversations about these type of problems. Uh, I've heard what the other listeners said about having more policies, but we need to start the conversation. We can't change something that uh, that we are dying that we are denying we need to acknowledge the negative perceptions that we have so that we have a more equitable uh, workplace sure thank you very much for joining us uh, uh, lunga and thank you for that research as uh, we wrap up this conversation i just got a message from an anonymous look at my tongue being tied anonymous says uh, she's in durban and uh, she says i resigned from my work because i couldn't take care of uh, my child and i couldn't take time off to take my child to the clinic Clearly, this is for um, uh, vaccinations. It was an issue to a point that I couldn't take it anymore. Sad reality that women are facing to raise their children. With this, let's take a bit of a breather and remind ourselves that we are superwomen. Alicia Keys, superwoman.